Mitchell talked to Graham Couch, Lansing State Journal opinion maker, Couch in the Room podcast co-host, also a Twitter feed. Like I said, if I have to spell Couch, no use for you to stop by and look at his Twitter feed. How you doing, Graham? I'm doing well. Thanks, Bill. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, Izzo, is he happy about the 25 straight, obviously? Does he like his first-round matchup? Because you do have Marquette lurking there in the second round. You get Columbus so the Michigan State fan base can travel. Uh, Your thoughts from Sunday night when we found out it would be USC and where Izzo and Michigan State hoops are at on this Tuesday afternoon? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a relatively good draw, uh, given what else there could have been out there for them. Um, you know, I don't think any of the two seeds were, you know, particularly friendly matchups. The, the thing that this one, I think, works out well is that neither USC uh, nor Marquette are great um, rebounding teams, teams that really punish you on the offensive glass or, or really the areas that Michigan State is weak and where they struggle to, where they can have matchup problems. So I don't. I don't think either team creates a matchup problem for Michigan State, and that's probably the best thing for them. Now, they could, you know, both teams could beat them, and, and they've shown they're capable of losing a lot of different types of games. But uh, in terms of overall speed uh, pairing matchup, I think it was not only fair, but I think it's a good location. I mean, you get uh, a West Coast team playing at what's essentially nine fifteen in the morning for them, and um, although USC should get used to it, I, playing at twelve fifteen in Columbus will be. Uh, a regular deal for them in a couple of years. Yeah, and, and Marquette's lurking there because I, I have them in one of my brackets winning it all. I, I always like to flip two brackets just in case with the picks I'm unsure about. And one of them are, you know, if Michigan State's hitting that outside shot, they're a different team. Izzo in March. Uh, you get Marquette, though, physical in your face. They can pressure you. Uh, they're deep. I, I, I just, I'm having a tough time getting Michigan State past Marquette. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, you know, if if you put a, told me I had to pick the right answer, I'm, I'm picking Marquette. I mean, they're a two-seed for a reason. They look, I think they look fantastic against Xavier in the Big East Championship Final. Uh, but a couple days earlier, they needed overtime to beat a really bad St. John's team that's just fired its coach. So it, they're not, you know, infallible either. And um, But, yeah, they've been more consistent. I think they have uh, more going for them. Uh, they're, they're more dangerous. That said, you know, the final, before that Ohio State game, the final four games Michigan State played of the regular season, they, you know, they, they reached a gear that they hadn't shown yet. And so the, the question is, can they get that back? And how dangerous are they? And exactly what are they as a team? It's a year in college basketball where there aren't a whole lot of teams you entirely trust out there. And, and Michigan State is one of those teams you don't trust but but has the potential uh, to hit you with some things. And I think what they showed offensively late in the season showed a different way they can overwhelm you with the outside shot. So if it's one of those days, I think Michigan State can uh, can beat anybody. What is it about Izzo in March? Uh, what's the magic, my man? You know, some of it is. I, I think that he early on discovered – the how to win the weekend and how important that is and to prepare you know they always say you're only looking at the next game and how much of a mistake that is and it was an early lesson in the NCAA tournament so you know yeah your players are only looking at the next game but you're preparing for two and so how you if you look at his record for a long time 
they if you were going to beat them, it was the first game of the weekend. They were, they were just really good in that second game. And so I think that lends itself over time to a lot of wins that maybe were unexpected. Um, and, you know, he's had a lot of good teams. And I also think, uh, you know, that there have been um, – there, there have been a number of years where, uh, you know, they, they've been, they, they've gotten to their best at the very end, and so that lends itself in late February and early March, and they've, been, you know, whatever it is that you know, Izzo can frustrate people. They can have teams that are frustrating to watch that don't get the most out of themselves. It seems like and go through all sorts of stuff in December and January, and it often has worked its way out, you know, worked itself out by February and, and March, and that's when you need to be at your best and some other teams, you know, like Iowa, for example, they joke about the Fran fade and things like that have not had that tendency. And I think that's, that's a big part of it. When you look at your bracket beyond Michigan state, uh, the big 10 team with the not easiest, but most likely path to a final four, the deepest run for the conference. Yeah, they're really, you know, it's tough because even Purdue, who is a one seed, you know, I think it's a wicked second round, and 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 I don't trust their backcourt and their and 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 their use there. Um, you know, there there is not one. I was it's a good question because as soon as you uh, as, as soon as you said that, I was thinking that on Monday, looking around like who's the Big Ten team that's going to make the run? Who do you trust? Because you know, Penn State, yeah, they could they get hot. I don't like them in their first round matchup with Texas A and M. You know, like there's a lot of the teams that I you know, Indiana is the one in my bracket that I have going, um, I actually have Purdue in one bracket going a long way and just sort of um, thinking it might actually happen because so many people think it won't. But Indiana's the other team, I think, just matchup-wise. A lot of people think Kent State will be trouble for them. That's almost too popular an upset pick. Um, I, I like, I, I think Indiana's got a chance to, uh, to, uh, to get a long way. But, you know, teams like Illinois that for a long time I thought had a chance, yeah, I mean, sure, but they've just been so inconsistent and so rarely connected. And um, so, you know, I, I would say Indiana's that team. You know, I do wonder what will be the first big upset. You know, every year we look at our brackets, we think they're predictable, or we get crazy and it becomes predictable for a day, and then you get the session or the full day where it goes completely nuts. But what do you think is the first big upset of the tournament? So that would be... Thursday or Friday, round one. Yeah, like uh, Louisiana over uh, Virginia, somebody like that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of this Virginia team. And so, you know, that, that would be my uh, – and I, what is that, a 13-4? Um, so it's not like it's the, um, you know, the biggest upset of the world. But it's it's the top team pretty much or one of the top couple teams. And, and, you know, a power league against a team that, although they're not that, you know, I say that and they're not that heavily favored. And so that's, that's also interesting. Vegas sort of has a way of putting some of these teams in their place that may be, um, maybe a little bit, uh, overseeded. And, uh, but other than that, you know, people talk about Oral Roberts, boy, they can shoot and they're playing Duke. I really like the way Duke is playing. I don't, I don't, I don't see that happening now. Could it? Sure. Um, Oh, it's Louisiana, Tennessee. Never mind. Louisiana, Tennessee. I do not like the way they're playing. Um, I, I think that for sure is is a game that I would. Virginia's Furman. I, I, you know, I don't like Virginia. I think that could happen. Those thirteen four matchups, I think, are are the places that I would uh, that I would pick it to to happen. Yeah, part of me doesn't like the way Kentucky's playing. I don't like their ball handling or guards. They have a lot of bigs, and there's 
Providence as an 11 seed. That could be it. Uh, I, I do see in the second round, though, if we go to the Saturday, Sunday in the tournament, I think that's when I think Memphis could beat Purdue. I really do. I think Memphis yeah, I can beat Purdue. That's That would be an eight seed beating a one. FAU is pretty good too. I mean, it's, that's a tough. Their 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 draw is really. I mean, it's tough. You know, Memphis. Uh, you know, and then maybe Duke. <laughs> um, it's not. It's just not ideal for for Purdue's guards and and, and facing some pressure and and um, yeah, it, it's. I can see it. I can also see. You know, I've seen Zach Eady just be too much for a lot of teams. But all it's also going to take is one. One refing crew somewhere that puts him in a little bit of foul trouble, and they're um, they're they're absolutely toast. You know, you talk about Kentucky Providence, and the one thing that gets interesting with Providence is all the Ed Cooley Georgetown talk. Like, where are their heads going to be? They haven't played that great down the stretch. I, you know, I don't trust this Kentucky team, but I kind of like them there. Kansas State, have they maxed out? Like, what are I? You know, I I can see Kentucky getting a, get, you know making a little bit of a run here just based on talent being reinvigorated and, and um, but they, you know, they're a team that's not all that connected. It, it is a flawed uh, year at, at the top and Houston's got, you know, an injury question with its best player, Kansas, everybody loves. And I, I've just, I've seen them look average. Like um, Illinois on their best day can absolutely beat Kansas, but Illinois best day is a, is a coin flip if that. So there are a lot of really interesting games. I, I like UConn a ton. Um, and I think they got bored at certain points in the year when they were sort of out of the Big East contention, but clearly an NCAA tournament, decent seed. They're a four seed. Um, I think they'll beat Patino and Iona pretty easily. Uh, there, there are a number of, you know, I, um, you know Iowa State I, I like more than a, a lot of people, um, but that's sometimes you get these biases early in the season. Like I loved Iowa State early in the year, and um, and some of these teams you just look at their talent and you think, they're going to be really invigorated now, and, and they're just better than some of the teams they're going to face. Yeah, I do. Uh, the Big 12, I'll tell you right now, uh, for all the hits they took in football, uh, there are three lower seeds. Well, I mean, K-State's a three seed, but I like Iowa State. I like TCU. They got quality wins. It's a tournament. You, you get a couple of days, especially in this, uh, well, the first week, you get a week to prepare for the first opponent. But the quick turnaround, that's usually where Izzo can do something. So if they can beat... USC that Marquette gave in the second round in Columbus should have a ton of MSU fans should be interesting Graham Couch talking brackets uh, joining us here on the huge show across Michigan you can follow Graham in the Lansing State Journal on Twitter and also Couch in the Rube podcast Uh, he's a co-host there enjoy the tournament Uh, we'll talk next week if Michigan State has made it to another Sweet 16 look forward to it Bill take care